So, without further ado, welcome again to another fabulous episode of The Swamp. Yep, with Russ and Rui, um, and this is an adjunct to our Swamp blog, which can be found at swamppopculture.com. Swamp without the E, don't forget. Absolutely. You can get more info and, and stuff there if you go, and you can check out our portals, entertain, inspire, inform, and transform and transform I actually got through once <laughs> without having to refer but back we to look it. forward to your company we've got another packed show yeah we do yep uh, we're going to hang out with some beatniks whoa so um, a bit of Jack Kerouac coming up something like that yep um, we're also going to talk I'm going to talk about Goldfrapp's new album ah which we've, Sil- I've got the dulcet tones on the background here Russ and um, it's definitely sending me into um, a stratospheric outer space yes yeah, yeah the new Goldfrapp album Silver Eye Silver I've been eye. listening to, and it's pretty damn good. It's one to um, As usual, there will be some books come across my desk. Ah, um, I look forward to those. Um, so we have a, that and a few other things. So lots coming so up. So stay tuned. Great. So welcome to It's Another. Swamped. Um, Silver Eye, wasn't it? Silver Eye. Silver Eye. We're doing music, and uh, now... My latest adventure in pop culture is listening to the amazing new Goldfrap album, Silver Eye, on Spotify. And what do you think of Silver Eye, Mr. Russ? Well, it's sort of, they seem to be um, doing alternate sort of um, dancey type albums, alternating them with um, sort of more folky acoustic albums, which the last album, uh, Tales of Us, was. And this is sort of their dancey, glammy pop album. In the sequence, though, I, I was surprised to find that actually it's, it's fairly um, um, mellow as well. I mean, after the first few tracks, right. uh, which feature um, Sister Magic, which is, I guess, the latest single. I, I just saw the, the video yep. on Rage last night, um, yes. which is pretty good. Um, and a pretty good song. Um, it gets fairly mellow and then almost ambient-y, and, um, which was a bit of a surprise. So a bit of a departure from that usual pattern of... They, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They seem to be mixing it up a bit on the, on the actual specific albums. So, um, yeah, it's just early days at the moment. But, um, yeah, another enjoyable frap album, though I guess my, my main criticism is I just feel that Alison's vocals... They're not what they used to be. Less, you know. I guess I'm always pining for you know the sound of Felt Mountain, right? Um, and every album usually there's at least one or two tracks that, that kind that, of embrace that. that. Hark back, like yeah. on the last album, there's a song called Strangers. I think I speak for a lot of golf rap fans. You know, we we do pine for the sound of Felt Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And occasionally we we get that. Sometimes we don't. But I think there's a couple of uh, potential um, candidates on this album uh, for Felt Mountainous. Melton, this, um, yeah. But I guess being you know, first listen through, Russ, it might take um, yeah. you know, a couple of listens. It always to, does. It yeah, always does. Yeah. It always does. But yeah. so far, yeah, very yeah. positive experience. Yeah. And I, I mentioned I, I'm listening to it on Spotify. Don't worry, I'm actually even going to buy the album at some point, some, as, as is my want. Um, I must have my own hard copy, and I'm going to get to it eventually. But for now, I'm just enjoying getting freebie treatment yeah. with, with Spotify. <laughs> well, that's sort of pretty much the way with most bands. I mean, it's really great. And I, I because I, my understanding is that, um, you know, after so much concern about what yep. was going to happen to the music industry with things like Spotify and yeah. even preceding that with Napster and so forth, um, yep. it's kind of interesting that, um, well, particularly LP sales, but just record sales in, mm. the, in themselves yep. have stabilised again. And I, my, yeah. my sense would be, 
probably for the same reasons that you've just said, Russ, that yeah, people will definitely, um, it's a really quick, easy, accessible way to, um, you know, uh, either discover new bands mm. or, or get yeah. onto the latest recording of one of your yeah. favourite bands. But most people, if they really have enjoyed it, are probably still going to um, only too happily part with their um, hard-earned moolah to, yeah. to go and buy a copy of whatever it is. Well, yeah. hopefully I'm just yeah. simply an example of that, yeah. of, of that yeah. good Good citizenship, and good 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 consumer sort of citizen. Yeah, so yeah, and you you've seen Golf Rap live a couple. I've of seen time, them a couple times. times man. Yeah, 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 they're awesome and really good. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. I remember seeing them at um, the Prince of Wales. Would have right. been during the, on the Black Cherry tour, first time they came out. Um, Alison had a sort of a theremin, you know, one of those funny sort of. Uh, mm. And um, it's kind of a it had sort of phallic shape. She was calling it her cock. <laughs> I'm going to play my cock oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, yeah. A, she's a raunchy girl, that yeah. Alison Goldfrapp. And she only just recently turned 50, by the way, I think just right. last year. So, right. um, which is pause for yeah, thought. Yeah, it's kind of crept up as it, it does for all of us. Yes, yes. it does. So, uh, yes, yeah. you're getting old now, girl. Yeah, you're getting yeah. old. We're getting old. But look, as long as the music's still getting, uh, is still good or getting better, then um, that's 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 what we, yeah. what, 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 what we like to know. Yeah. So. Have you yeah. been listening to anything lately? Uh, no. So look, music mu- music has been very much a, a background. A, ba- okay. a, ba- a background. No, nothing's jumping out at but you. But nothing's jumping out at me at this stage. Um, well, I'll yeah. tell you, um, something that that I got into last year. I'm still getting into that the band um, Sydney duo called Moonsign. I'm still listening and loving them. Right. Um, there. Um, if you go um, EP, I, I'm st- I still adore that that album. That that's one thing. The other thing, I guess, is I've just recently done a new. Um, <laughs> <coughs> oh, oh, oh! Uh, Ruby's just dying there. It's okay. He's got a cup of tea. It was my way. tea. Yeah, uh, I made a new playlist recently. I'm reading this book about those crazy creatures from the 1950s and 60s beatniks. Um, I have a book, and and it inspired me to um, come up with a, a playlist right. of beatnik music. What sort of music would you have for for beatniks? Yeah, yeah. It's sort what? of an interesting idea. And just listening to like my own little coffee shop. Music blend, you know, where play occasional bit of bongos and pretend I'm Maynard G. Krebs. Um, so uh, I'm just going to quickly uh, mention some of the some of the artists or some of the songs that I put on my beatnik bop playlist. Um, obviously, you've got to have Jack Kerouac there. I have um, an, a couple of albums of him reading out some of his poetry to the sound of some jazz piano. Yeah. Um, so I've got Jack Kerouac, The Last Hotel, some of and some of Dharma. There's some Spike Jones, who is this sort of comedian who did a lot of sound effect records in the 50s and 60s, very influenced, I guess, by by beat, I suppose, um, monster mu- monster movie ball. And there's a fabulous song he has about the um, the beatnik with two heads. <laughs> a great song. Uh, speaking of which, Chani um, um, Mitchell's got this song. You know the song Twisted. Do you know that yes, song? I it's, do. It's, it's on the Court and Spark album as a that, final track. That, yes, that's. I've yes. always heard that as a very beatnik inspired sound. song. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, it wouldn't have jumped at me, but yeah, I can. Well, definitely it ends see that. with her just saying how she's yeah. got two heads. You know, yeah. two heads are better than one. And whether in some way, yeah, the the, the reference obviously being that's a two headed yeah, beatnik. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's on there. There's some Tom Waits, of course, Miles Davis, Charlie Parker, and some Captain Beefheart. He has a couple of really cool beatnik inspired poems where he sort of reading out these weird lines and then there's a little bit of little quick short shot of music and then goes back you know that sort of yep that pretentious i'm going to be a poet i'm going to read out my pretentious poetry to the sound of this bongo <laughs> drum in the background yeah. and he's got a couple of great things there sam with the the, the showing scalp flat 
Um, Golden Birdies is another one of his that works well in this uh, sort of genre. Yeah. genre. Um, yes, Webcore, Webcore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's also, what else? I've got some uh, 10,000 Maniacs. They do a song called Hey Jack Kerouac, which really fits in with the vibe. Absolutely. Um, some Dave Brubeck, um, B-52s do the song called uh, the, Beat, the, the Dead Beat Club, which I always heard as very much a sort of a, a beatnik tribute. Yep. The Bs were kind of, I guess, late uh, beatniks in some ways when you think about them. Um, some Style Council, Long Hot Summer, which may not seem very beatniky, but if you've ever seen the video clip, it's um, Paul Weller floating down um, a river on this this little punt, and, and there's a there's a, a beatnik dude with with bongos on on the on the shoreline, yeah, so waving out. Yeah, it's definitely got that kind of it's sensibility. Got that vibe. Yeah, it's got that yeah, yeah. vibe that you know our favourite yeah. shop type thing. I don't know. Um, and some Julie London, some uh, the Cramps even. Um, yeah, I that's an interesting fit. choice. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the Cramps, I guess, were, were very wild beatniks. If we're going to put them that way, yeah. Well, uh, at one spectrum, yeah. Yeah, well, I've got a song there, "Devil Behind That Bush." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that goes in there. Ronnie Cook, the Goo Goo Mark, which again is another Cramps reference because that's from an album, uh, um, "Born Bad Songs." The Cramps taught us. Still in that really, really crazy wild man vibe of beatnik rock. But yeah. there's lots and lots of other things there, but the, I enjoy it. I've been enjoying it. But no Alan, Alan Ginsberg. Um, Actually, maybe, yeah. that, that's a very good point. I have, I have got a, a song of his, uh, The Dance of the, the Skeletons, I think it was called, or that, something like that's that. That's right. And yeah. I mean, he's done some really interesting appearances on all different he's popped up on all different kind of people's albums and so oh, forth and yeah. um, um and certainly been on the scene there i mean so you yeah, very yeah. much with bob and um a whole bunch of other people but um right. I, I he'd have to loom somewhere in there i think yeah, yeah i hadn't yeah. thought about him but yeah, you're right that's yeah. another addition to my beatnik bob list yeah. right there and i had that that song so i'm going to put that on yeah well done good, yeah. good catch so that's it beatnik bob playlist uh what would you come up with well yeah look, Hoo-ba, uh, There was a little alley in San Francisco, back of the Southern Pacific Station at 3rd and Townsend, in red brick of drowsy, lazy afternoons with everybody at work and offices. In the air, you feel the impending rush of their commuter frenzy. As soon, they'll be charging en masse from market and Sansom buildings on foot and in buses and all well-dressed through working man Frisco of walk-up truck drivers. And even the poor grime be marked 3rd Street of lost bums, even Negroes so hopeless and long left east and meanings of responsibility and try. But now all they do is stand there spitting in the broken glass, sometimes 50 in one afternoon against one wall at 3rd and Howard. Here's all these Milbray and San Carlos neat necktied producers and commuters of America and steel civilization rushing by with San Francisco Chronicles and green call bulletins, not even enough time to be disdainful. They've got to catch 130, 132, 134, 136, all the way up to 146 till the time of evening supper in homes of the railroad earth when high in the sky the magic stars ride above the following hot-shot freight trains. It's all in California. It's all a sea. I swim out of it in afternoons of sun-hot meditation in my jeans with head on handkerchief on Brakeman's lantern or, if not working, on book. I look up at blue sky of perfect lost purity and feel the warp of wood of old America beneath me 
and I have insane conversations with Negroes in second-story windows above, and everything is pouring in. The switching moves of boxcars in that little alley, which is so much like the alleys of Lowell, and I hear far off in the sense of coming night that engine calling our mountains. But it was that beautiful cut of clouds I could always see above the little SP alley. Puffs floating by from Oakland, or the gate of Marin to the north, or San Jose south. The clarity of Cal to break your heart. It was the fantastic drowse and drum hum of lum mum afternoon, nothing to do. Old Frisco with end of land sadness. The people, the alley full of trucks and cars of businesses nearabouts. Nobody knew or far from cared who I was all my life, 3,500 miles from birth all opened up and at last belonged to me in great America. Now it's night in Third Street. The keen little neons and also yellow bulb lights of impossible to believe flops. The dark ruined shadows moving back of torn yellow shades like a degenerate China with no money. The cats in Annie's alley. The flop comes on, moans, rolls. The street is loaded with darkness. Blue sky above with stars hanging high over old hotel roofs and blowers of hotels moaning out dusts of interior. The grime inside the word in mouths falling out tooth by tooth. The reading rooms tick-tock big clock with creek chair and slant boards and old faces looking up over rimless spectacles bought in some West Virginia or Florida or Liverpool, England pawn shop long before I was born. And across rains, they've come to the end of the land sadness, end of the world gladness. All your San Francisco will have to fall eventually and burn again. But I'm walking, and one night, a bum fell into the hole of the construction job where they're tearing a sewer by day. The husky Pacific and electric youths in torn jeans who work there, often I think of going up to some of them, like, say, blonde ones with wild hair and torn shirts, and they say, you ought to apply for the railroad, it's much easier work. You don't stand around the street all day and you get much more pay. But this bum fell in the hole, you saw his foot stick out. British MG, also driven by some eccentric, once backed into that hole. And as I came home from a long Saturday afternoon local, the Hollister, out of San Jose, miles away across virtuous fields of prune and juice joy, here's this British MG backed and legs up, wheels up into a pit and bums and cops standing right outside the coffee shop. It was the way they fenced it, but he never had the nerve to do it due to the fact that he had no money and nowhere to go and oh, his father was dead, no, oh, his mother was dead, no, oh, his sister was dead, no, oh, his whereabout was dead, was dead. But and then at that time also, I used to lay in my room on long Saturday afternoons listening to Jumpin' George with my fifth toque, no tea, and just under the sheets laughed to hear the crazy music. Mama, he treats your daughter mean. Mama, Papa, don't you come in here, I'll kill you, etc getting high by myself in room glooms, and all wondrous knowing about the Negro, the essential American, out there, always finding his solace, his meaning, in the Fellaheen street, and not an abstract morality. And even when he has a church, you see the pastor out front bowing to the ladies on the make. You hear his great vibrant voice on the Sunday afternoon sidewalk full of sexual vibratos, saying, why, yes, ma'am, but the gospel do say that man was born of woman's womb. 
<laughs> no, and so, by that time, I come crawling out of my warm sack and hit the street. When I see the railroad ain't gonna call me till 5 a.m. Sunday morning, probably, for a local out of Bay Shore. In fact, always for a local out of Bay Shore. And I go to the whale bar of all the wild bars in the world, the one and only Third and Howard. And there I go in and drink with the madmen, and if I get drunk, I get. The girl who come up to me in there one night, I was there with Al Buckle, said to me, You wanna play with me tonight, Jim? And I didn't think I. I didn't think I had enough money. And I told this to Charlie Lowe, and he laughed and said, How do you know she wanted money? Always take the chance that she might be out just for love, or just out for love. You know what I mean. Don't be a sucker. She was a good-looking doll. And she said, How would you like to ool your cool with me, mon? And I stood there like a jerk. In fact, bought drink, got drink drunk that night. And in the 299 Club, I was hit by the proprietor, the band breaking up the fight before I had a chance to decide to hit him back, which I didn't want to do anyway. And out on the street, I tried to rush back in, but they had locked the door and were looking at me through the forbidden glass in the door with faces like undersea. I should have played with her shoo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-
Just a quick quote and then quote you can get out of there. the week. So since I've got the book here, I may as well uh, read a couple of quotes. Some um, good, quick definitions of what a beatnik is uh, from the opening um, essay uh, titled "Like a Beatnik Man." The image of the beatnik is a familiar one: goatee, beard, sandals, beret, bongo drums. <laughs> but if you wanted to exactly define beatnik, where would you start? Before 1958, there weren't any beatniks. There were beats. The word beatnik had not yet been popularised. The credit for that goes to San Francisco Chronicle writer Herb Cohen, who first used the word to describe those that were beat in an article on April 2nd, 1958. Mm. He came up with this new word by taking beat and combining it with the name of the Russian space satellite Sputnik, which had been launched in October 1957. Why these two? Because they were both equally far out. <laughs> um, I'll get you to read um, this, this yeah. other bit. Um, now, I mentioned uh, Maynard G. Krebs, uh, the character played by Bob Denver, who Bob Denver may ring a bell for some people who've actually seen Gilligan's Island. He was Gilligan. Um, yeah. is. An interesting quote here from uh, from Bob, yeah, uh, which um, I'd like to read, Louis to just read out there. Just read that paragraph yeah. right there. So the the title of this little piece is uh, the Maynard G. Ex- no, the Maynard. The G. Maynard G. Explosion. It can be said that the most common reference to fake beatnikism is the Maynard G. Krebs character played by Bob Denver in the CBS television series The Many Loves of Derby Gillis. It ran from 1959 to 63. Here's the quote. During the first year of playing Maynard, recalled Denver in his autobiography Gilligan, Maynard and me, I was allowed to make up my character. This was the late 50s and beatniks were the funkiest things around. Not too many of the writers knew what a beatnik was, like I had been to coffee houses in LA where beatniks hung out and they fascinated me. I listened to their beat poetry and jargon. So when I got to play a beatnik, I made sure he was a real protest cat. Also, I was into jazz. Just like Maynard, I dug Thelonious Monk and Dizzy Gillespie. Sometimes you get real lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the that's the yeah. beatnik vibe uh, in, and Thelonious, in the book. Did, did Thelonious make your make your list? He did. He did. I mentioned him. He yeah, did, yep, I did. Yep. you weren't listening, were you? You weren't paying attention. <laughs> Damn, he caught me out again. Yeah. But the book is chock a block with fabulous photos, um, fabulous illustrations, and, and articles about Beat Weirdsville Gallery of the Bazaar, Kooky Abstract, and Flipped. Um, it's, it's just the albums that are, that have been inspired, books that have been inspired, um, TV shows, etc. And um, you just dive in. It's it's fantastic stuff. Um, the book was Beatsville. You can find it at Outre Gallery, probably elsewhere as well. But um, yeah, highly yeah. recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. And it's a beautiful looking book, Russ. I've got to say, it's just really visually stunning. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, which doesn't translate well to podcasts, but <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's Take our word. That's the way it goes, man. Those little golden birdies, look at them. Mystic Egypt tassel dangling down. Old sleeper man, shish, don't wake him. 
up one hand broom star was an Obi man revered throughout the bone knob land his magic black purse slit creeped open let go flocks of them shish sucky singabus snored like a red merry-go-round horse And an acid gold bar swirled up and down, up and down, in back of the singer bus. And the pantaloon duck, white gooseneck quacked. Webcore, webcore. Your careful steps keeps tiny grass invariably green. What was that, Rui? What, was that? what are you talking about? You sound like you're speaking Chinglish to me. Indeed. I, I've got what must be an extraordinary find, Russell, this um, really quite um, strange-looking, strange, strange feeling uh, booklet, I, I'm not quite sure how to describe yeah. it, called Chinglish, Found in Translation by Oliver Lutz Ratke. Um, yeah. It was published by uh, Gibbs Smith Publishers, um, yeah, back in 2007. But but again, what what an amazing find, Russ. Mm. It's um, a beautifully put together thing. But um, for all of those listeners, you might ask, what is Chinglish? It depends on whom you ask. Chinese immigrants raising their children in English-speaking countries will probably answer, Chinglish is a useful mix of Mandarin or Cantonese terms with day-to-day English. It is indeed convenient to shorten a sentence such as, I don't want to go now because it is too hot and it will be hard to find a parking lot anyway, into, don't go la, hot la, tai ma fan, ah. For the Chinese high school teacher, Chinglish is the student's unsuccessful attempts to understand English through a Chinese matrix, resulting in sentences such as, please hurry to walk or we'll be late, or she was very miserable and her heart broke. However, the English-speaking traveller more frequently encounters Chinglish in the form of public signs rather than spoken oddities. This book contains uh, examples of the latter category, since oral Chinglish is difficult to visualise. But no matter how one looks at the phenomenon, one thing is clear. Chinglish is not a language. Um, And then we really have got some just extraordinary, which will be... Yeah, basically a whole collection of uh, photos of streets, these street signs they mention in in this Chinglish, which just bastardise the the language, the English language, into into something beautiful and strange. Yeah, I mean, like... super funny. Yeah, for example, where else would you see a uh, warning trip sign uh, with the uh, following quote... Slip and fall down carefully. <laughs> <laughs> and so we can go on like this forever yeah. now, can't we? We can just, just, just read a whole bunch of them. In, your, in the bathroom, you could always have wash after relief. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, Rudy. You're on, you're on a roll here, mate. Yeah, they, they really um, are, are beautiful. Salute to the tourists who keep the public hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> Unripe food. <laughs> Buy now, super. We've got a menu here with crabs. Sautéed with bean paste sauce, black pepper, cowboy bone, plain abalone buttons up the duck, <laughs> jadate fries, the perch, tube-shaped container, glutinous rice chicken. <laughs> oh, that sounds really tasty to me. <laughs> the horse carriage.
undercarriage used in ancient time is equivalent to Mercedes-Benz today. It ranks very high. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yep. where else? Don't pass the glass Caution, to get her. dander. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that makes no sense at all. What else? It was, find something that does make sense. Well, we're looking at this beautiful ornate uh, staircase accompanying an escalator and the sign the warning sign is when old man's child go up hand ladder temporary need the family to accompany <laughs> or, or alternatively keep your leg no running <laughs> keep your legs no running well of yeah. course on, a, on an escalator we all know that we have to keep our legs and not run <laughs> it's yes. just lovely I mean yeah well um, we can go on for it. Keep, keep going keep yeah. go, what else what else have we got? no romping in the hall <laughs> I like to run. And, Not fair. And possibly what one could sort of um, arrive at Tullamarine Airport and you'd see a sign like this Fixed Expectations District. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's because there's a nightclub there and that's where the expectations come into it. So you missed that. You go to a nightclub. That is pretty much what a nightclub's all about, isn't it? Be cautious of droppings. <laughs> <laughs> what droppings? What kind of droppings? they be talking about this is in, uh, the entry to a cave i believe but okay um, well sometimes yeah. you need to put these in context so um <laughs> <laughs> don't call in thunderstorm day <laughs> <laughs> why yeah, why, why? <laughs> but why that was a phone booth i think was Un- unrecycle rubbish <laughs> so that was a, a rubbish bin that you can't recycle in <laughs> <laughs> it's just craziness craziness no fire making in hardcore scenery area. <laughs> well, I haven't been to a campsite like that. Where, where do they get the hardcore from, I wonder? That's so weird. <laughs> what were they thinking? No. Now, unfortunately, here is a public toilet warning. Because the toilet is being fitted up, now it can't be used. Please, to the West, please give us four. Giveness. <laughs> to the West. So do you do your shitting and then they'll like go over to the United States or something? No, I guess from me, I'm, yeah, I might have to just sort of finish with yep. your careful step keeps tiny grass invariably green. <laughs> How very, very zen. Very zen. But what, yeah, look, at that. that's just a joy. It's yeah. great. We could go on forever. We could yeah. do an entire podcast yeah. on that, but we'll leave it there. We don't want to sort of go overboard. I, I just I wonder what my... Have, what yeah. my um, German classes would have been like in high school if they'd been done in Germanish. Yes, and Germanish. Yeah, yeah. Would have been, well, they should yeah, do one, yeah. They should definitely do a Germanish. See if we can find one to come across my idea <laughs> sometime. We'll have to create one. So that was Chinglish. That was Chinglish. Found in translation. Hey, Rui. Russ. Check this out. What? It's a book. It's the rough guide to cold fiction. Iceberg Slim, the poet of pimping. Iceberg Slim, born 1918, died 1992, was the pen name of Robert Beck, born Robert Lee Maupin in Chicago, Illinois, to brutalizing poverty, who became the poet of pimping, the writer who brought beauty, elegance and a degree of honour to a profession despised by the right-thinking folks of mainstream society. He drifted into pimping, starting with his first girl at 18, and moved through the penal system until he found himself in solitary confinement, during his third stretch in jail. At the age of 42, he decided to square up and turn his life into some of the most fascinating accounts of underground life ever written. 
having spent most of his professional career sweet-talking naive young women into a life of vice and degradation, Slim had a built-in advantage over most first-time authors. He knew how to use words. In the 1970s, he released a spoken word album showing his silver-tongued skill, and with his first novel, Pimp, injected black fiction with the language of the streets, pure, undistorted, and compared to the Uncle Tom text that had come before, savagely honest. Pimp was typecast as part of the black revolutionary literary boom sparked by the aftermath of the civil rights movement, yet it reads like a exploitation movie adaptation of a Shakespearean tragedy. Major characters die horrible deaths and trust is repaid with treachery. Although Slim saw his success as a pimp taking money off a mainly white clientele as a blow for black freedom, the Black Panther saw him as a leech. Despite the tensions, Slim's books were on shelves next to the revolutionary tracks and easier to read were quick to sell. Universal Pictures bought the rights to Pimp. They never pursued the project. A film of his second novel, Trick Baby, was made in 1973. Trick Baby was Chicago street slang for mixed-race children, the assumption in the ghetto being these kids were the offspring of black prostitutes and their white clients. There's precious little true love in Slim's world, but we grow to care for his characters as finding themselves warm, drunk, stoned and rich for the night. At least they temporarily appear to care for one another. He died reformed and respected, surely the only one-time pimp to sell more than six million books. Iceberg Slim, influenced by the School of Hard Knocks. Iceberg Slim, influenced on Donald Goines, gangster rappers like Ice-T, Ice Cube, Irvin Welsh. Essential reading, Pimp. Further reading, Airtight Willie and Me, Six Tales from the Underground. Great. Yeah, I want to see that film. Yeah, trick bait. Well, I'm going to do an outro while Rui's um, perusing this uh, issue of the Word magazine because he just can't be bothered. It's fascinating. It is pretty fascinating, yes. <clears throat> the Word, man, the Word. I'm here to give you the Word. It's the Word. <laughs> it's the Word. You, you know it's the Word. And the Word is farewell for another week from uh, the Swamp Guys. Hey, guys, thanks thanks for listening. Look forward to catching you next week. Yeah, ciao.